we have our champions. Plus, so, so, so many puzzles. My brain hurts just watching. Some deliciously disgusting food. One team catches a massive break. TJ's final proves too much for one challenger. And we ask the all-important question, which one of those dudes farted by the fire? It's the All-Stars 2 Episode 10 Recap, the finale, coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very much for being here with us today. On today's podcast, it's a bittersweet yet still wonderful day. We are talking all things All-Stars 2, Episode 10, The Final, which means that's that's the bittersweet part. It is, it's officially over, assuming, I'm guessing, we're not going to be seeing a reunion episode um, of, of any kind for this uh, wonderful, wonderful season of All-Stars 2. So we're talking episode 10, the final, the finale. It's over. We've got us some champions. John A and MJ, congratulations to you. Absolutely killed it. Got them that money, that title, that chip. A bunch to talk about from this final, and we are going to get into all of it here very, very soon. Before we do, quick programming note, we will be back next week to do our All-Stars 2 full season wrap-up. So today's pod is just about the final, episode 10, the final, that's it. Next week, we'll do our season-long awards, discussions, more high-level stuff, and who knows, maybe even by that time we've gotten an All-Stars 3 trailer or release date or any more announcements on All-Stars 3 beyond the little teaser we get at the end of this, so maybe we got that to talk about. But that episode next week will be, it's going to be on Wednesday, not Thursday, Wednesday to line up with what will become our new kind of regular podcast day once again. Now, that podcast uh, may very well be the final one we do for a few weeks while we get um, some off-season material sorted out, get back in the lab, do some planning to blow this podcast out to new places for future seasons and off-seasons of the show that we all love. So this week, we're talking this episode right now, exactly what you're listening to. We're talking the final only next week, full season review on Wednesday. Then after that, we will see and decide when that comes. That is the plan, as always, hit that follow, subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode whenever those episodes end up being. With that, let's dive on in. As always, as we've done all season long, we've got to start with our Cliff Notes recap of the entire final. So that is up first. Let's go. One final time for this season of All-Stars, we've got a Cliff Notes recap everything that just went down in episode 10, that entire action-packed final we just watched. Here's everything that happened as quickly as we can. Three, two, one, and we are off. We pick up exactly where we left off last week, which is leaving the arena, headed to the beach because TJ's final starts right freaking now. In a twist on typical final overnights, the eight remaining challengers have to do their overnight first before the events of the following day. One partner can sleep in a hammock while the other must stand on a log by the fire. The women step up and do the standing first, and they do so through a heavy rain. Eventually, the teams trade on and off all night long until TJ comes back to kick things off the next morning. 
Phase one of two begins. The teams have to run down a path to the nucleus, aka a home base of sorts. From there, they have three challenges to complete in any order that they like. Each challenge requires running down a different colored marked path and solving some sort of puzzle back in the nucleus. Nehemiah and Melinda make an early wrong turn, puts them well behind everyone else while the other three teams take off on their first puzzle. There's some bike path warfare. Melinda twists an ankle real bad. Darrell and Janelle make a wrong turn mistake of their own. And things all together are looking fairly even across the board through the first puzzle or so. Eventually, though, Nehemiah and Melinda start to work really fast. Darrell and Janelle solve one of the puzzles in a single trip, which is absolutely insane. And those two teams finish phase one within a minute or two of each other. Very impressive, leaving John A and MJ and Ayana and Tech to battle for the final spot in phase two. They are both on the last of their three puzzles. They're both thinking about quitting. And then TJ's final proves too much a beast for Ayana, who bows out, allowing John A and MJ through to phase two without technically completing their final puzzle. Phase two then starts as it's getting dark out. They've got to eat a plate of Mexican food with a side of bugs and blood before racing down a runway to a big math decoder puzzle. Once they think they know their numbers, run back down the runway to their safe, try to open it. First team to open the safe, transport the money inside, back down that runway one final time to the airplane. They win the $500,000 prize. MJ does by far the most throwing up en route to he and John A taking off first from the eating station, but the other two teams are not far behind. Everyone works through the math problems. They think they have their answer. They take back off to their safes in the same order. MJ, John A., Janelle, Durrell just behind me. Melinda, Nehemiah just behind them. It's anyone's race. All three teams have a chance to open their safe, give it a try, but it's John A. who's the first to see the directions literally right next to them and figure out how to correctly open the safe. She and MJ pull the money out, run down to the plane, meet TJ, and win this season of All-Stars 2. Whew. All right, so that is everything that happened. Now, let's rewind back to the start and discuss it all with the storylines of the episode. Storylines time, and obviously we're, we're talking the final episode. We're talking just the final, so it's kind of all one, one the storyline of the episode is that they run the final, of course, silly me, but we're going to break it up. We're going to talk first about the final itself um, and actually the actual what the final was, and then we will go through each team in a reverse order of finish and talk about each of them individually here, and that'll be how we kind of break out the different storylines from the one overarching theme of the episode, which is what happened in the episode, which is that they ran a final. So let's talk about that final itself. Uh, we'll go phase by phase here. Um, overall, I would probably give this final in, uh, we're grading, you know, on an all-stars final here versus an actual one, but even compared to actual ones, I really, really loved, loved the final for what it was. Um, I thought this was a really good, they've slowly, you know, the all-stars they're trying, they've, with the first two seasons, there's been you know a lot of speculation and wondering, and clearly some tinkering and maneuvering by the produ- production staff of like you know what is this sh- what does this show look like you know competitively and physically in games and finals and eliminations and whatnot compared to the flagship and you know how does that then we've talked a lot on this podcast how does this show influence the flagship one and vice versa um, and the flagship one has certainly 
toned it down a touch, maybe like 10 to 15%, uh, maybe even more, like 20% in the last couple of seasons with the finals. I think things went so badly on the Total Madness final, so much that we didn't see, like literally didn't see on the show, like half of the final that was actually ran um, and other, you know, difficulties behind the scenes and everything. And I think they've slowly but surely dialed those back just a tiny bit um, to make them a little bit more doable and a little bit less life-threatening. Um, and I think so far, All-Stars 1 and now All-Stars 2, they've found a really good spot with the difficulty level of the final and the length of the final and what they actually have to do. And I loved this one. I thought this was like pitch perfect from a difficulty standpoint, from a, a, a athletic requirement standpoint, from a mental requirement standpoint, and everything about it. And I actually would say, not just for All-Stars, I... I kind of, I feel like if you did this, this exact final in the flagship and you just maybe made, made the running paths twice as long. I don't know how long they were here. I'm my guess, um, because of how many trips they all had to do and the length of time it took them. I'm guessing those, those, those paths from the nucleus, you know, to the three different puzzles was maybe a half mile each. So they were doing like a mile round trip every time, maybe even a touch less um, than that, maybe like eight-tenths of a mile round trip. Who knows? Maybe it was a lot longer, and I'm you know, uh, I'm not giving them full credit for what they just went through. But if you just double the length of those to make it a little harder, I would love the flagship to be this style, like basically one day, which brings us to the overnight. The overnight is first. Instead of a two-day final in the overnight in the middle, they just say, nope, we're doing the overnight first. This thing basically starts at 10 p.m. one night and finishes at 10 p.m. the next night. It's basically a 24-hour type of thing, which I think it probably, I don't know what time it gets dark in Cancun um, a few months ago, but uh, they finished, you know, right after it got dark. So it's like a 20-hour final, an 18-hour final. I think that's absolutely perfect both for this show and for the for the flagship for the whole challenge in general but let's walk through each phase the final the overnight first absolutely love that for the reasons we just said um doing it first i like that they still have to do it i think the sleep deprivation part of this as mj points out in that makes all of these puzzles so much harder and we forget as you're watching or i I, I shouldn't always say that to you, the other fans out there. I personally forget it as we're watching anytime they slip up anything that seems kind of easier at the very, very end of this, where they get to the, the weird math equations. And I look at the board and I'm like, Oh, that's like, I'm, I'm not that confused at all. This, this means, this means there counts as this, this is this, this is this, like I would nail this so fast. And then I remember I just had breakfast and I'm sitting watching this, you know, fully energized and vitalized in everything. And they have been awake for the better part of 20 hours and have, you know, run and biked miles and miles and miles and solved all these other puzzles. And the only thing they've eaten is some bugs and blood. And it's a lot different under those circumstances. So I like that they do an overnight. I love that they make, they work it in to do it first. Um, sleeping in the hammocks, I can say is hard. Uh, at first glance, I was like, oh, they actually gave them like half decent sleeping arrangement. But then I remembered that that's because I'm a weirdo who does like camping to some degree. But when I camp, I personally, I don't even, I don't even mess with the tent. I'm a big bring a hammock, throw a bug net over it. I've got all the, all the accessories for the hammock and I'd rather sleep in the hammock and easier setup and take down all this stuff, whatever. But at first that made me my kind of personal bias at first glance, I was like, 
oh, sleeping in a hammock. All right, they, you know, that's a lot better than some of the sleeping arrangements that they have gotten on other versions of final before. Uh, but then I remember to actually, I don't even sleep well in them at all when I'm dead tired and I'm choosing to sleep in a hammock. And most people don't like sleeping in a hammock and it's super uncomfortable, especially for someone who maybe like has a bad back, like a Janelle. Ain't comfortable to lay in a hammock. It's not a good position for your body necessarily to be sleeping in. Not a lot sleeping gets done except for with the exception of MJ, who seems very capable of sleeping in a hammock um, and sleeping in this moment, unlike most of the rest of them. Now, easily could have been just a, a nice little editing trick. Who knows when that moment of him snoring actually happened. But the way they set it up as, all right, the women decide we'll stand first. The dudes, you guys sleep first and instantly MJ's out and the rest of them were just looking at him. I doubt it actually that was the exact moment that was happening. But regardless, he seemed to get at least a few minutes, maybe an hour, something in there of real sleep. No one else seems to have really like slept almost any. Um, They do the overnight first. That's good. Then phase one, phase one. They use the base setup. Love, love, love this. Think this is the best way version of doing these finals instead of one elongated thing where you know the teams end up being separated, never seeing each other. I love when there's a home base and you go to that and then you can leave for a little bit, but you come back. So everyone, even if it's a blowout, everyone's always physically near each other um, and can interact or, you know. Even if one team's way ahead, there can be chicanery like with the bike situation where like I'm trying to pass you. You're so far behind us, but like now you're slowing me up and this other team that's close to me is over on this other puzzle. I love all that. So love having the home base. Hilarious. that Another another moment where all stars starting to do some random shit that looks like the stuff people don't love about the flagship. Why do we got to call it the nucleus? What the fuck's that? What, what, what are we calling it that for? Um, just to do it, uh, I guess, <laughs> but whatever. Um, then the three puzzles that are part of phase one in order, or I guess not in order, they're in whatever order the people want, but uh, we'll say the memory puzzle I thought was the coolest of the three. Really, really enjoyed that one, and we'll talk later about one of the teams that I can't believe how easily they did it. I can't believe kind of how easily they, not easily, it was difficult, but all three of these puzzles um no one seemed to like have that difficult of a time really with actually doing the puzzles, which I was stunned by. Cause I personally thought they looked very, very hard. Um, but I also, I loved the memory puzzle. I loved the setup of it. Uh, if the first time you make a mistake, you have to run back. That was really, really cool. The word decoder seemed at first, it looked really hard. And you know, right when they get to the, the, cave for the first time it's like this is freaking nuts how remembering all this stuff is going to be a nightmare and then every single team i think did it in one trip and made it seem way easier than it looked um to you know if we get two or three letters we throw them in here we know it's this many words long and let's just stand here and think of words it could be until we figure it out and not run back and forth so it's that seemed way easier than what it looked like from the television but i'm gonna you know, while I want to give these people all the credit in the world, I'm going to take what I saw and assume that one was easier than uh, than what it looked um, from afar. And then the biking one, the biking one is the most brutal from a from a physicality standpoint, a force like you have to take seven trips. No, no cutting corners, no way around it. Seven bike trips back and forth, one piece at a time per person. And this is where we, we you know, we talked the length of this 
I don't I don't totally know. It seemed like they were going a long enough distance that like, you know, at the absolute, absolute, absolute lowest, this is a quarter mile out and back. So a half mile total every time. And I think that's a stretch to think it's even that. I would say a half mile kind of seems like the minimum um, that like they're all far from each other. And so even if it's a half mile each way, then they just biked seven miles full stop. And that means they're you know running slash walking um, a mile every time to each of the other checkpoints out. That one seemed brutal. The te- bikes tethered together terrifies me. Every freaking time they have to do it. It's why we said uh, a couple episodes ago when they did the running and instead of being tethered to each other, they just had to hold the same piece of rope and how much I appreciated that from a safety standpoint for these people that if one person trips or falls or just needs to stop abruptly or whatever, that they can just let go and the other person knows like I have to stop, but like you didn't pull me down or throw me off a freaking mountain here or crash into me or whatever. The biking, those they're not tethered very far apart. Like they have to ride close together at all times and move the same speed at all times. That is really, really hard. And also just like I would just be terrified the whole time that me and my partner would somehow end up, uh, you know, off the side of the path with a broken bone or one bike on top of the other or whatever. It just it looks really, really hard. That one's definitely brutal. Um and then I do enjoy, and I think for the All-Stars format, maybe for any format, whether it's fair or not, that's a just not even really a discussion. It's not necessarily if you want to do this like pure, you know, time matters no matter what. But I like when they just say, hey, top three out of four. One of you gets eliminated. The other three you're going through. Doesn't matter what order you finish in. The time doesn't matter. Just get top three. Um I like that. I think it it's it makes it, you know, this is a television show. It makes it more suspenseful and more entertaining and fun. Does that suck for Nehemiah and Melinda who are like, "Hey, we got first and, you know, we might only barely beat Janelle and Darrell, but like the other two didn't even freaking finish. So like, why don't we have an advantage here?" I would be very frustrated in the moment if I was them as a viewer of the television show though. I like that they find a way to just say from the start like, "Hey, we're going to keep this thing so that it's close at the end. They did the same exact thing just, you know, a few weeks ago with Spies, Lies, and Allies finale where they get to the vi- very final thing and they're like, you're in these part pairs now. Nothing else matters up to this point other than that you got here and now you do one final little thing. Time starts at zero. Everyone, that we have to have a, a suspenseful, exciting finish. I'm all for it. Phase two then. Um they have to do the eating. Glad there's eating. Eating should be involved. It's just a staple of the show at this point. It's got to be involved. And this may be my favorite version of the eating um, something horrible that I don't, I think they've done something like this before, but I really, really just love this one. Put some incredibly, del- in, put the horrible stuff inside of something delicious and nutritious. Cause one, these people need calories. Uh, I always have, you know, I'm, I'm king, the king of having so many questions for the production at how this shit actually works behind the scenes and what's happening that we're not seeing. Like, did they get to eat anything that morning? Like after they stayed up all night, did they get to eat anything as they stayed up all night? Like they came back, you know, they have dinner. I assume they go to a, an arena, they watch the arena and then they're like, Hey, go to the beach and stay up all night. Like, did they get to eat anything in that time? Did they get to eat the next morning? Are they just running purely on dinner the night before to do this whole thing? I don't know, but they, one way or the other, they needed some calories. And I think it's fun that they do 
this version of look the first glance you look at the plate and you're like dude a burrito and some tacos and some nachos fuck yes this is delicious oh my god tj thank you i can eat this no problem and he's like oh yeah actually crickets and fish eyes and blood to drink it's not red wine that's blood um and you know whatever was in the the other one roaches or whatever was in the other one um it makes it one it makes it doable um and it it just I, I don't know I, I just like I just like the combination of it if you can't tell by now I just liked everything kind of about how they framed this entire final and then at the very end run back and forth down the down the runway to solve the math symbol um I thought that was very similar they hadn't done the, that exact puzzle before but in one of the eliminations they'd used the symbols like that they've done some different math missing questions those have been very common throughout both seasons of all stars now um and so i like that in general so overall the whole the final itself the actual structure of it the framing of it what they had to do i'm giving it a full-on a like i i just liked everything about it i love doing the overnight first i thought you know the home base of phase one keeping it competitive making it just get through to phase two the eating every everything about it spot on loved it loved it loved it so that's storyline one let's now talk about our competitors and we'll do it in reverse order here let's talk tech and ayana first overall solid performance from these two we did uh our predictions from last week which we'll wrap up at the very end we're actually for the first time all season good predictions by us we thought they would get fourth place they did get fourth place but they put up a real good performance along the way and very interesting finish for them before ayana quits tech kind of quits first not quits the quits overall but quits the the cave mission they get to the cave they're doing solid so far they've they've done they they you know maybe had the i don't really know strategy wise which doing which puzzle if you sat back and read all three and we're like which should we actually in what order should we do these which ones help us the most or what order is the most efficient or the best it's definitely person to person some people might be like i only got so much gas in me so i kind of need to do this biking intense one first or save that for last i need like i'm not thinking straight so i need to get through these puzzles the bigger puzzles as quick as we can I don't know, but they pick the biking first, and it wrecks Ayana. Maybe if that was the last one, I don't know. Maybe they could have got through it. Who knows? But they do that one. It kind of wrecks them. And then they get they do the memory one, which they do it in super impressive, quick fashion, uh, it, it, given how out of it both of them seem, and Ayana especially seems completely and utterly um, you know, out of it. And then, or excuse me, the the decoder, the, the, the word one, that's the one she, but that's the one where tech almost quits on her or kind of does leaves her literally in the cave by herself, which is an interesting moment from him. I mean, they, I, I get that he's a little frustrated, um, that maybe he wanted to go a little faster on the biking, but like she got through the biking, they made it, they know they're, they're in fourth, but they're not out of it. And they, they go to the cave, he sees the symbols tech has the idea, which Ayana seems very calmly is like, no, we're not allowed to do that. So I'm trusting that that is the rule, but I don't, I don't know that they ever, I'm assuming it's the rule because she was like, yeah, it's the rule. We can't do that. But we at home don't know 
hundred percent if that's true or not, but text like immediately like, Hey, this is way too complicated. Let's go back and get that whiteboard and come back and write all this shit down. And we'll make two trips in total and we'll be done. We'll rock it. And she's like, no, we can't do that. It's against the rules, which again, I assume is correct. He's like, fuck this. Then I'm out of here. <laughs> Are you quitting? No, I'm just letting you do this one by yourself. And he goes and kind of blows some steam off offside outside hell of a job then by Ayana in the state she's in to then memorize enough, remember enough to go back and figure out that word puzzle. They then go on to the memory one and she's just not, and they're tied. They know at that point they're tied. They can look over and see MJ and John A's uh, board, which or maybe, I guess they wouldn't be able to see each other's board or is just everyone's board different from the other people's because then they could just easily very easily cheat off each other i assume so i'm guessing you can't actually see but or it's just different if they could see and be like all right they're like a third of the way through this if that like we can still catch them and win but ayana just can't can't go as another step she's she's been looking like she's gonna pass out for a while she finally is like eh, I, I can't i'm gonna legit fall over here i'm done tj your your final is the truth like i'm out of here tj uh you know Two, there's been a lot of discussion in recent seasons. Is TJ getting a little softer on quitters? Is he getting more fair to the circumstances someone quits or gives up or DQs themselves, whatever? But he's uh, very generous to Ayana in this moment. Of doesn't you know doesn't really push too hard. Just like, all right, are you sure that's it? I think it's just because I think Ayana knew the way out of this is I got to compliment TJ's final. I got to tell him to his face, your final is the truth, and I think. I think that little buttering up is just why TJ's like, you know what? I like I like her too much. I can't say anything. So they bow out. It does beg the question. If Tech helps her in that cave, I mean, they, I guess they don't actually get that leg done any quicker because she does it all on her own. But maybe she, you know, has a little bit extra energy, that little bit extra that maybe he could have taken from her on that. Um, or just... Does does him saying like nah you're doing this on your own like I'm just I whatever does that change her then feelings when she finally says I'm done I'm done versus if he's you know been a hundred percent supportive and helpful the whole time is she like you know what I feel like I'm gonna pass out but I'm willing to actually freaking fall down on this path um, and have that happen before I just say it's done instead of stopping right before I feel it happening who knows. Um, but they they bow out. They get fourth. Great season for both of them on every single level. And as we said at the top of uh, this whole podcast, we will talk next week's season awards wrap up, everything like that. They will be very, very much a part of that podcast because they both had wonderful, wonderful seasons and put up a good performance in the final. Let's move on then to Nehemiah and Melinda. They have the initial one big blunder right off of the start. They go the wrong way, which can't... I mean, it's, it's not going to be can't really be held against you already even you know with the overnight coming first they're you know already mentally a little drained um and it doesn't end up mattering they end up getting first in the phase one anyways but should be said uh in those circumstances if unless you are just a hundred hundred percent certain that you're right and everyone else is wrong if you start down a path that no one else is going on just go back and follow the other people like you you know uh, that that was the confusing part to me is it didn't seem like they were in first and then you know went down the wrong path and everyone else like got to that fork we've seen that happen a couple times in challenges before 
in finals before where like the first place team goes the wrong direction and then the second place team gets there is like uh I see them way over there but I'm pretty confident the path goes this way and they decide like no we're certain we're right so they make the blunder doesn't end up mattering um and then we mentioned it before but bring it up again they got to be salty that they win the first phase. They come back and they win. They crush the puzzles once they actually get there and get to start doing them. Um, they overcome, you know, Melinda right off the bat, twists her ankle the off the first puzzle and seems bad. Um, but she, you know, she guts it through and they get first place and they get zero advantage for that. And again, the rules are set ahead of time, you know, more clearly and plainly than they are to us, the viewer, I'm certain that it was said and it was probably asked, I'm guessing at some point, like, so just get through phase one. That's all. There's no like first place, like time. Does that matter? Whatever. I'm sure it was very explained and said straightforward. doesn't matter what order you'd finish first, second, and third, you go to phase two, fourth, you don't. So they know what's up, but even knowing that the moment you finish first and then the next, you know, you got to be a little bit like, come on, we don't get any advantage, like none, nothing at all. I feel like we should get something, um, especially as we're going to talk about MJ and John A didn't finish phase one technically, but uh, yeah, Melinda and Nehemiah, fantastic performance. Loved seeing the Austin duo together. I think I've said a few times in maybe the season preview or throughout the season, um, have mentioned, you know, real world Austin was my, is the real world season. I feel like I have the biggest connection to. Um, and I remember, I, I mean, my memory's such shit. Um, I don't actually remember a whole heck of a lot of it, um, by any means, but is the one I still remember the most, um, as pathetic as that may be, but it's, it was the exact one where I was the exact age of, I had watched a few other seasons. Um, but that, that season, both it was a big standout season, and then they all like a big group of them went on to be, you know, challenge right onto the challenge over and over and over. Um, but I was just the right age, the right time, where that my like heart, most hardcore real world adore. This is the number one show in my life phase matched right up with real world Austin being like the one for me. Um, really, Philadelphia, Austin, Key West are the three that I'm like, those were that was my my prime of watching real world, watching real world fandom, if you will, um, of being just old enough to fully like be comprehending all this stuff, but still, you know, like young teenager, whatever I must've been at the time of those mid two thousands kind of run there. So yeah, I was, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, where I'm like, all right, this, these people are five years ahead of me in life. I can understand what they're going through. I can start to see the world a little bit through this. I can start to learn some stuff. I can envision myself as one of these people. But uh, I love the real world Austin, and I love the entire cast. will always kind of have a special place in my heart for that cast and that show. So I really, really enjoyed um, all the flashback, flashbacks they showed and getting to see Nehemiah and Melinda do this together. Um, Melinda, great season. Nehemiah, Great season, the face of the season, arguably. Again, we'll talk more about that next week. Let's move on to Darrell and Janelle. They also end up making one big mistake, but it also does not cost them at all. Uh, they go down the wrong path. They end up just being like, I guess we'll just, we're, you know, that was a wasted trip kind of, but we'll just continue with this memory puzzle anyways. Janelle's back held up. It was mentioned a few times, um, you know, but I'm very, very happy to see that she made it through without that. And, you know, always love getting to see someone gut it out and B 
be rewarded for getting it out without anything worse happening and getting to actually finish and compete and everything. So that was great. Uh, two questions for their, their team. First one is an, uh, an amazing feat by them. Did they really get the memory in one try? Because the way the edit is shown, and again, every, this is, I use the word edit because this is all edited heavily, but they, they go down the wrong path. They think they're about to do the cave one. They got the flashlights with them. They show up to the memory one. So they look at it once and then come back to the home base, uh, the nucleus, excuse me, and they're like, oh, shit, like this isn't, wait a minute, we went to the wrong one with the wrong like you know thing or whatever. We didn't, we didn't know what we're doing. So then they go back to the memory. So technically they go look at the board twice. And yes, they're trying to memorize some stuff the first time. But they then come back, and the way it is shown, it takes them one attempt to get the whole board. And I've, I've got to believe that that's not real, and that's no like shade at Darrell and Janelle. That's just, that seems impossible, like legitimately impossible, that even having looked at the answer key twice, that they could come back and get, I mean, that thing was, I don't know, six rows up and down, at least 10 or 12 images across. I mean, that's a hundred fucking things. Like, are you kidding me? There's no way they did that in one try, but they made it seem like, and if, if worst case, two tries, because they, they would have had to show us if it was more than one extra time there and back. They were kind of, it was at a part where they're kind of trying to rapidly get to like, all right, these two teams finished. These two teams are thinking about quitting and we're moving things along here. But if they got that in one try, that is one of the most impressive puzzles I have ever seen completed in the history of this entire show, flagship spinoff, all-stars or otherwise. Um, even two tries is unbelievably impressive. And then the other question is, we kind of got to ask it and we're going to talk more about it next week on the wrap-up pod, but is it over for Darrell? Is the OG GOAT, which I have said without, I guess, explaining, I don't know that it needs explaining, but I will explain it once since I start to, I've been using it more in reference to Darrell. Darrell is the original GOAT. He is the first ever GOAT of the challenge. He won four straight, or his personal four-peat, I don't think they're exact four seasons in a row, but personal four-peat, four-by-four champion early on. He was the first ever person that was like, all right, this is the best guy to ever do it. Because, you know, we were 12, 13 seasons in when he won his fourth one. And it was like, all right, he's the first GOAT. So while he's no longer the GOAT, um, you know, Bananas, CT, uh, whoever else you want to talk about, plenty of other names to bring up, Landon, Jordan, for to name a few. Um, but he's still the OG GOAT. He was the first ever GOAT in my estimation. And I think without, it's just kind of an object, objective fact. Um, but now... You know, uh, he came back to the flagship show and, you know, lost a few eliminations here or there. And that was fine, whatever. He's a little bit older, still kind of got it, was still competing really well, whatever. He didn't make a final, great. But then All-Stars, two times now, he's made the final, got second place, called a tie for second place on this one, um, whatever. Uh, But, you know, it's coming up just that bit short, and I... I just was so confident once he made this final. I was like, they're going to win this. You know, he got second last time. That ain't happening again. And they're going to get this win. I did not predict that. I predicted MJ and John A, who won. So good by me. But uh, I just, you know, you got to wonder if he's clearly, he's still got it to the fact that he's got second. It's not like he's like, you know, first off the show or losing in horrible, horrible fashion in every daily challenge or whatever. Like, no, he's still competing at a high level um, and everything else. But, you know, 
is Darrell going to get a win? Is he is he just is is he now the second place guy? It's very it's very interesting. Could he possibly? I forget. I don't have the the cat the leaked cast pulled up in front of me for All Stars three. If he's on it, I I want to say he might be. But he mentioned in this season, you know, that his kids are of an age where it's like I'm missing too much. I don't know how many more of these seasons, even the shorter All Stars ones, I can do. Um, is there a chance though he could do four All Stars and get second place four times and kind of redo his original four time champion with four times second place? That would be pretty fascinating. Also very frustrating for him, but. Um, would be kind of interesting to watch. So we'll talk more about him and his legacy on the wrap-up pod. Um, my fi- my one last question before we move on to the champions, though, should should Darrell and Janelle and Nehemiah and Melinda, for that matter, should they have kept trying their safes? Or were they told to stop? Or were they just so convinced that they had the wrong numbers? Because the moment John A and MJ opened their safes and grabbed the money, the other two teams kind of just stop and are like, ah, they won. And TJ made clear, you know, you got to get the money out of the safe and you've got to get it to the plane. You getting on the plane is when you win. And, you know, they were actively trying to open the safe. They actually had numbers they were doing and they seemed to not get the whole, it's a regular, regular combo lock. You got to do three times to the right number, two times to the left number, one time to the right. You know, you got to do the regular combo lock which is what John A and MJ figured out from the directions standing right next to them first um, that got him. But it's a pretty long run down that runway. Like, you know, you can make up a 10 second gap if you're faster. Should they have kept? I don't know. I feel like I maybe I if it was me, I would at least uh, or somewhere in me, the, the most competitive, you know, bit of my brain would have kicked in and been like, yeah, but you got to clearly be in second place when they win here. So like open the damn safe. Uh, so yeah, that's that on to our champions, MJ and John a, they played a fantastic game all the way through the entire season, got through without seeing an elimination, which we'll say right now, first prediction for all stars three, John a you're going into an elimination, at least one, maybe a couple, because there is no way in hell that they're going to allow after you get through twice without doing an elimination no matter how great of a political or social game, no matter how much everyone loves you, you won this one. They ain't letting that happen next season just on principle alone. Um, so plan on that first prediction for a very a, a season, hopefully not that far in the future. But MJ John A played a fantastic game. Um, MJ gets one, the big moment uh, for him in the final, getting the word puzzle in one try after they were very frustrated in the cave. They were the first one to do the word puzzle while everyone eventually gets it on one trip. Um, they, they There was the one moment we talked the last few episodes. This team had the best camaraderie, chemistry. They knew how to work together when they got flustered. Their kind of flustered mentalities meshed well together to get out of it together. And in the cave, they showed the first, like, John A was getting a little pissy, like, MJ, stop talking. Like, I'm memorizing shit over here. Stop saying stuff. Stop asking questions. Just memorize it and walk out of here silently. There was a little bit of frustration. John A was kind of a little bit, one of the only times I can remember her, she's so clutch on puzzles and just at this stage of what seems her life and her career on this show is so, like, has poise and just calm about her at all times. It was like the only time this whole final and really the whole, whole season where she kind of got a little bit frazzled and was like, you you do it, you do it, you do it. And big moment for MJ to pull the word puzzle out and keep that momentum going for them. And then 
the, the, the two things to really talk about here, because we can talk about their full season again next week, but uh, they won more or less because they ate the fastest. It really came down to that. Once they got through to the second phase, which we'll touch on in a moment here of them getting through to the second phase, but they ate the fastest um, and should say, Jeanne, shout out. I think she was the first person done eating. They were the first team done, and Jeanne was done before MJ. I think maybe Darrell might have possibly been the first first done, um, but it was it's tough to say. And either, anyway, across the board, six people, Jeanne possibly first, if not first, barely second to Darrell, who's eaten as much as anyone's probably eaten in the history of the show, are well up there. She's first done. MJ has an incredible moment of eating of just the the puking the look on his face of just pure freaking determination and utter disgust with himself and what's happening but like he has to keep going and john a putting up with the fact that normally when your partner you expect your partner it's an eating thing everyone's gonna do some throwing up if your partner's a bad you know throwing up a bunch that's fine you got to get through it you got to expect it but what you got to don't have to expect is usually the partner like turns around and throws up over to the side or they got a bucket to throw up in and MJ is just grinning and bearing it and looking straight ahead, standing a half a foot away from her throwing up on himself. Occasionally some splatter getting on her, on her food, on the table. There's a lot to deal with. So unbelievable performance by her, by him. They get done eating the fastest and get that little lead running. And that little lead is essentially what, you know, gets them to the puzzle first they leave the puzzle first they get the the safe done argue possibly what would have been the same a little bit of time so that's what won it for him but the big question the biggest question of the entire episode the entire final is the fact that mj and john a didn't finish phase one and that's fucking wild does that that seems like that seems like some chicanery that that's where if I'm Nehemiah and Melinda and Darrell and Janelle, I'm like, hold, 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 hold up. I, I know Ayana just quit. I know they just said they're out. Those motherfuckers got to finish this goddamn puzzle. Cause we did. And if they don't finish it, we'll go mano and mano one team versus one team. Like what the fuck TJ. And I think, uh, I think if I were to put on my producer hat here and try to put myself in the shoes of the people there making this, I think there's a good chance what happened is that the moment Ayana quit, they were like, all right, uh, you know, MJ and John A now know they're coming back to the nucleus here. They know these two quit and they know they just have to finish this and they get to go on. And we've already told them the time doesn't ultimately matter. And so they can take their sweet time and they will eventually, as long as it takes them, finish this. It's already getting dark. This is already going longer than we think. So let's just tell them, all right, we're, we're moving on to the second phase. Let's all go. Let's try to get this over with as fast as we can. There's probably be a part of me if I'm Nehemiah, Melinda, Janelle, Durrell, that would be like, yes, I would like to just get this over with, please, and thank you. But also, again, big part of me would be like, no, make those fuckers finish it. Let's, let's go. We'll sit over here and drink our water and rest, make them finish. And if they can't do it or put a time clock on them or something. Um, but I get why the producer's did that or chose that MJ and John a, you know, who knows again with the editing, uh, they, they do a very good job of when they're showing John a talking about possibly quitting. It's a lot of head cameras of them looking down at the ground. You don't necessarily see where they are. Like, I feel like that conversation could have happened on any of the three puzzles and not necessarily right in the moment that Ayana also was thinking about and ultimately deciding to quit. Um, but 
got to be said, there's there's a little bit of a, I'm not an asterisk guy. I'm a footnote guy myself on these finals. No asterisks on any of them. A win's a win, but they do all come with their little footnotes, if you will. And a footnote on this one is John A and MJ didn't finish that that third puzzle. So just saying. But overall, they win. They are All-Stars champions. They're really good All-Stars champions. I'm very, very happy for them. I think uh, I love both of these people. Um, it's fantastic to see this kind of two season now arc for John a two of coming back on the show. Um, always a little underappreciated potentially, you know, uh, our original run on the show. Um, and interesting enough, this matches up watching this final day matches up with, I'm doing a rewatch of rivals right now, which was John a's rookie season, her and Jasmine totally under the gun the whole time. And, you know, rising up, winning a daily winning, uh, an elimination, and, you know, having some real good, impressive moments. And so it was very, very fitting and interesting to watch. I literally watched, uh, I've watched the first seven episodes, seven out of the 10 episodes of Rivals um, in the last 24 to 36 hours, right before I then watched this episode today. So literally watching the first seven episodes of John A on the challenge and then watching her win here was a very interesting thing that worked really well. But even just All-Stars 1 and 2, her getting third and then now winning, and just the the arc of that become of her slowly but surely becoming a challenge champion, loved, 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 and again the the poise and the calmness and how just intelligent and the social political game all of it to go along with really holding her end on the physical side as well and doing really really well across the athletic portions, all around awesome and a deserved champion, a worthy champion, a satisfying champion, um, as we've talked about. I think last week on the show, or no, I guess it was when on the uh, the Spies, Lies, and Allies wrap-up, we talked about the satisfying champion um, and the, that idea being brought up by Alan Aguirre over on his medium.com uh, blogs that he does of you know a champion being satisfying, someone we want to see win, deserved win, or the, the arc paying off, whatever it is. She's a very satisfying champion for this, as I think MJ is as well. He wasn't as much of a face of this season, but he was present all the way through. Um, he's a great time. As I mentioned earlier, I, the Philadelphia Austin Key West is kind of my like sweet spot of real world appreciation. So MJ and Landon, especially have always been two big favorites of mine from that show and their time on the challenge. So love seeing him get a win. He just seems like an amazing guy and totally deserved in a, in a wonderful champion as well. Final person to touch on then is of course, TJ very quickly. Just got to say, he killed it, of course. Um, just absolutely killed it, as usual. Another fantastic season, another fantastic final put on by TJ and TJ alone. And clearly, very clearly, that was his plane at the end, right? Like, that's just TJ's, how they get TJ around to this while the other people, you know, travel in their buses and their big planes and whatever. TJ's got his own little personal jet setter. Um, so found it very fun that just for the hell of it, they made John A and MJ be like, you got to run and get on the plane. Uh, similar to when, you know, the end of a lot of recent seasons, they'll be, you got to swim out to the boat, that yacht out there. That's TJ's yacht. He'll be chilling on it. That's where that ends. Love that. Love TJ killed it as always. That is all of our storylines. Let's, uh, let's move in. We are going to hand out some awards for this final episode. We're going to hand out, we got all four awards to hand out. We're going to do it. So let's move in, hand out some hardware and wrap up our discussion about this finale. Our final regular season awards, episodic hardware to hand out. We will, of course, do our season-long awards next week on the season-long wrap-up. 
podcast, but we've got our best fit, best moment, best quote, episode MVP of this final episode. And of course, the Tech Money Award for the best fit of the episode for the final time goes to Tech Money for two different outfits. We're just going to use the, the two outfits that qualified to nominate for this award. Both belonged to our guy Tech. So, of course, he wins yet again. It's why the award's named after him. Maybe we'll just to say, you know, we'll we'll spoil this one a week in advance. He's going to win the best fit of the season, best outfits, best wardrobe of the season, whatever we decide to do with the season-long version of this award. But he's going to win it. Both this episode, he wins for two different outfits. One, the very first confessional of uh, the episode are for him, but I think might have been the literal first confessional of anyone of the episode. He's got a peach suit jacket over the blue floral print with the white pocket square. It just looks flawless. I think there's a chance by this point of the season we've maybe text showing how good he is in the fashion department. By I'm pretty sure we've maybe seen all three of these pieces individually at some point this season but I do not know I don't I'm not 100% confident but I don't think we've seen this combination of them and that's just that's just the next level shit when you not only can have uh have the knowledge to to put together the fresh looks the wonderful fits but then you could take next level and be like, all right, I'm going for a few weeks. I only got so much space to pack. I can mix and match and make new outfits out of all these. And they're still just perfect and flawless. And this one, I think again, I think, think, think I'm not hundred percent positive, but I think we've seen all three parts, not never together. Perfect, perfect, perfect look. And then the jean jacket over the dress shirt and red bow tie. One of those ones that, I, I'm not qualified to say if this is, is an amazing look or a horrible look, but I know that it's a look and that tech pulls it off. Whether anyone else could, I don't know the answer to that, but he certainly does. So whether it's for the peach suit over the blue floor with the white pocket square or the jean jacket over the red bow tie, either way, Tech wins the Tech Money Award for the best fit of the episode, as expected. Best moment, four nominees for the best moment. First one, I think we've talked about, yeah, we've talked about all actually all of these, but uh, all of them but two, all of them but two, because the first one is the fart the fart we got to talk about it we mentioned in the we did mention it in the very the intro to the pod um they're all standing around the the fire standing up on their logs all the the men are at this point um they've had a little bit of a rest or an attempted rest while the women take first first run hats off to them again for taking the first first shift standing on the log and also doing so in the pouring down rain that looked miserable but the, the men all get up there and they stand up and we hear a little fart in the background, and Nehemiah makes a face and looks over Darrell, looks at MJ. They all have a little laugh about it, and that that little moment was just uh, very fun and endearing. And I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, uh, a very sturdy limb, I feel like, and I'm going to say that uh, that was MJ. MJ is the one that let that rip, so that case can be closed because I feel 100% confident in that. So that's moment number one. Moment number two, Tech leaving the cave and telling Ayana to do it solo is uh i was i was kind of shocked i didn't know exactly what was going on between them um but that was a heck of a moment janelle and Darrell doing the entire memory board in one try or seemingly in one try that has got to be nominated for the moment of the episode because again if, if that's actually what happened and is true holy shit that's just incredible um Maybe I just suck at memory games. That very well could be. I don't know. Maybe I'm overstating how incredible it is, but I just can't believe that that happened. Then fourth nominee, MJ eating, throwing up, the look of determination on his face, how red he was with his hair is just 
awesome in general. Um, but with the red grimaced face with throw up and blood coming, not his blood, but you know, the blood he was drinking coming out of his mouth and down his chin and beard. And it just, all of that, that, that moment, there was like a 10 second after John had finished, they just like focused the camera on MJ. It just unbelievable. Um, and then the final fifth nominee and what I will say, the one we haven't said, but I, my favorite moment of the whole episode and uh, that wins the best moment of the episode is MJ and John A running down the runway the final time with the money in hand to the plane. There is a, you know, that's a good moment regardless of how they frame it and whatever because they've won and you realize, oh my God, they won. MJ, John A, I love them. They won. That's amazing. I like that they win. You know, you're having all the thoughts of, of it rush through you, but they have a car, a single car, follow them down the runway. They did not light this runway very well, um, knowing they had to have known that this was going to finish in the dark, right? Did they think that the phase one was going to go faster than what it did? I don't know. It's an airplane runway. Don't they have lights that go down the whole thing? I don't know. The lighting was suspect, but it worked out because as those two run down the runway, they have the single car following them, illuminating them. And just that little moment of them running with the illumination behind them uh, was just wonderful and perfect and really, really well done camera work. It was a great moment and it wins the moment of the week. As for best quote, uh, only two nominees. The final, usually by this, this is the episode where we get the least uh, to work with in the quote department. People are a little more focused on, you know, winning the final than they are of necessarily making the great TV at this point um, and is a little, you know, game heavy and stuff. So we don't always get the greatest quotes during the final. That's known. But we still get two solid, deserved nominees here. The first from MJ right after having had to sleep or, you know, not sleep, basically do the first full overnight, letting us know what type of shit that they are in for, what type of level they are at. So let's hear MJ with that. (laughs) This is unprecedented to have sleep deprivation before the final even starts. My biggest concern right now is what's my brain going to be like tomorrow. A lot of this is going to come down to mental fortitude. This is next level. This is all-star shit. Very smart stuff from him too. Those are one of those quotes that the almost all these people are good enough at television now and have done, especially in all stars where they've had to have, you know, done multiple seasons of television before and had an impact. Um, they all know, but it's, this is one of those statements, uh, as is our next nominee. Ayana's that is one of those where it's like, I know the moment I say this, they have to use it. Like when you say this is all star shit, you know, they're like, yeah, they, they have to use it. It's just guarantee. Um, you know, I'm like, it's just one of those it's you know how johnny bananas i think is kind of the king of this while everyone a lot of people are good at it, a lot of people do it but he knows you know the most famous example me being potentially all's fair and love war and challenges you know he's like oh obviously they have to use that and they have to use that the freaking title of the season or whatever um so one of those from mj as is ayana quote number two nominee number two uh, when she decides she's got to hang it up, we mentioned it before. She butters up TJ a little bit to make sure he, he uh, takes it easy on her, letting him know that she's on the brink. She's on the brink of falling over, and that his final got to her. Let's hear that from her. Ayana, how you feeling? This your final is the truth, TJ. But if I go one more step, I feel like my toes gonna fall off. This is a wrap, huh? Yeah, it's a wrap for Mac. All right, well, take care of yourself, Ayana. This ends your time here on All Stars. I can't. 
can't, I just can't imagine how happy TJ was in that moment to be like, ah, dude, yes, yes, yes. Everyone, you know, they already think I'm like the single person that puts all this together. I'm the only producer that I've convinced everyone this is my final. I've branded it my final. And now we're all the way at the length of someone telling me your final is the truth, TJ. He's got to love it. I'm going to give the best quote of the week to MJ. Uh, mostly because, uh, you know, he won, he won the whole thing. So we want to give him as many awards as possible. So, and I think Ayana has possibly won this award a time or two anyway. So we're a little egalitarian here about that. So MJ best quote and the episode MVP, honestly, if I could say the entire, all eight people get it or nine people throw TJ even in there, I would. Um, but you can't do that. So I'm going to say the MVP of this episode is John A. Um, you know, John A and MJ, maybe they could split it, but no, John A gets it. Uh, she's the MVP of the episode. She gets the win. She has some good moments throughout, some really great moments throughout, both, uh, you know, just her interactions with MJ, her performance, everything. And so if I've got to give it to someone, although everyone deserves a big round of applause and some votes for the MVP of the episode because they did great in the final, John A is your winner. With that, that's all of our hardware. Obviously, the season's over. So normally we would move into our predictions for the rest of the season. We ain't got to do that. And we're also not going to recap all of them because the ones we had made before and during the season, because we did that last week and we did hella bad. Um, didn't do so good on all of them. But the one we did do is last week, we did make our specific predictions for the finals and we nailed that shit. We said MJ and John A would win. Got it. Said Nehemiah and Melinda would get second. Tactically tied with Darrell and Janelle, but also they got through phase one first. So if you're going to do a tiebreaker, maybe they win it. So they got second. Darrell and Janelle third or second, however you want to look at it. We said that, and we said Tech and Iona would get fourth. The only thing we got wrong is we said Tech and Iona got would get fourth, but they would finish, and sadly they did not quite finish. So we got like ninety percent on our uh, finale predictions, but. Uh, that is that, um, that is really everything we've got to talk about for this particular episode for the final time. I will state again next week on Wednesday, not Thursday, Wednesday, sometime, probably it'll be out midday. We're going to record on Wednesday. So it'll be out midday, early afternoon. We are going to do our season long wrap up and look back, not just at this final, but all 10 episodes. We're going to do some awards. We're going to give performance grades for all the cast members, every single one of them. We're going to talk a little bit kind of state of the challenge type of discussion of where is All-Stars at, where is the challenge at, what do we, can we expect, what do we like, dislike, everything about the whole season. Head back up in TJ's private plane to 30,000 feet to view this thing and look at it and discuss this season one final time. So next Wednesday, season wrap-up and awards. Until then, make sure, again, hit that follow, subscribe button wherever you are listening. If you're listening on Spotify, that ratings button is a new button there that I think everyone has at this point. So go ahead and hit that five-star rating if you don't mind. Uh, that would be very, very welcome and helpful and wonderful of you to do. We will be back next week to talk to you then. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Until then, we will talk to you next Wednesday. Till then, peace. Peace.